It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, I'm Ade. And this is Black Ticulate. Black Ticulate. Black Ticulate. A podcast series that gives voice to positive black action, no matter how big or small. Well, guys, you are listening to Kara. Uh-huh. And that's not how I normally begin it. I normally go, <laughs> what up, what up, what up? But no, this is blessed. Okay, Kara, so you know what Black Ticulate is all about. Yep. It really is all about putting, giving voice to black millennials, African and Afro-Caribbean diasporas within the UK doing positive, amazing things. Mm-hmm. And you are one of them. <laughs> Thank you very much, bro. You're one of them. So for those who don't know you, what's your expertise? If oh. I can just put that out there, or how do you identify yourself, like, professionally? Uh, professionally, uh, I identify myself as a music producer. Um, also, I struggle a little bit because I'm quite self-effacing. I kind of, like, will talk down and say, oh, I'll do a bit of this, a bit of that, but... I produce music, I make beats, I songwrite, I mix records. Um, I think we were chatting, and, you know, I've mentioned I had a couple of tracks on Radio 1, played some international festivals um, as part of like different setups, different acts. Um, so yeah, like for me it's about if someone has an idea for a song in their head or they've written something, I'm the person who brings it all together, makes that music come out from the speakers. Amazing. Okay, so we're going to definitely jump into exactly how you do that. Okay. Um, the tools, the tricks of the trade. But when you say, is it just across the board or do you specialise in a specific genre? I would say R&B. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's what I've grown up with and it kind of comes out in everything I do. So even when I make dance music, it will have a soulful twist, it will have a vibe in there. I might even do some vocals on it in that kind of style. Right. Um, what What is R&B, especially in this day and age? <laughs> do you know, uh, like, I mean, you always get R&B and hip-hop merged together. And it's, true. Ah, yeah, like, what's your definition of being in the industry? I would say it's generally something with singing on it, but like you said, the line is blurred. Mm. So singing, rapping, you know, some people are called rappers when they're singers. Like, I've heard people like Jeremiah called rappers or Drake, you know, called a rapper when half their records are singing, yeah. but in a kind of lyrical, rhythmic style, almost like rap. Um, but for me, R&B is... It's black music, you know, bringing it back to what we're here <laughs> for. It's it's a black art form. Yeah. Um, it's centred around the bass, around groove, around melody, harmony. You know, R&B was traditionally rhythm and blues, so you... From a musical perspective, you've got blues chords, blues progressions, which kind of underline it. Um, a lot of the samples that I use, you know, and that's a big thing now, sampling Aaliyah, 90s. Aaliyah, rest in not, peace. Do you know what I mean? Rest in peace. 
I wonder, would she have been bigger than Beyonce? Everyone's claiming, you know, that argument. That's like, such a tough call. You know, uh, because Aaliyah, sort of, re- you know, rest in peace, we always said that, but that's what paved or allowed Beyonce to shine. I don't know. Uh, in a way, know? in a way, you know, single, young, like, black female doing her thing as a solo artist, incredibly, like, powerful imagery. Yeah. But in a way, I'd like... I. I'm going to say something controversial. Right, yes. Um, in a way, I think that if she hadn't have died, she wouldn't have been as big as she is. Ah, yes. Legacy. Legacy. Definitely legacy. Like, even to this day, yeah. I listen to her music and I tear up because I remember that season. And Trevor Nelson was playing her records and saying she's just passed. She was literally just coming on a kind of peak. She was in the Matrix films. And then it was almost like, wow. But it... it, it it's not that we want that to happen, but it kind of stamped her place in history, like, eternally. No, so. 100%. Because there are rarely any living legends. Rarely. You really. know, rarely. Um, okay, so, okay, let's get, let's bring it to, back to you. <laughs> let's bring it back to you, then. I'm about this. Um, upbringing, like, what was growing up like? Ooh. Because, I mean, I assume growing up was what helped you shape the career path that you've chosen. In a way, um, and interesting, um, I know we're going to talk about challenges, but... Hey, man, don't, don't put it out there. Like, yeah, no, we are. We definitely are. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. you keep it out of the format already. Um, Careful, kids. We're going to talk about challenges. No, um, but part of, part of what's made me me is having to grow up in, you know, it's not worries me, but like a, a traditional African religious family where it isn't an option to be an artist. That's mm. not what you've been brought up for. It's not what your parents have struggled for. It's not what they've crossed seas and, you know, traveled thousands of miles and left family behind for. It's for you to be a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer. Yeah. Um, and part of my struggle, you know, this is probably about age 19, 20, was almost coming out to my parents and being like, actually, I've been doing this secret for ages. I'm, I'm a musician. I've been DJing. I've been throwing parties. I'm not really interested in my degree, which was computer science. Ah, uh, okay. Um, it, yeah, it held so little interest for me. After four or five years of study, I was like, I really, I'm loving music. I'm working professionally as a musician. Let me do this. Um, but How was it received? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my mum gave me a call the other day and she was like, Akara, it's time. It's time for you to get a proper job. Oh, uh, no, still. Uh, still. Oh, okay. um, and my dad still is like, you know, I don't quite understand how you do it, but as long as you pay your bills, then fine. Mm. Um, but yeah, backtracking, you know, musical family grew up in church, you know, from age, as long as I can remember, we were doing like, you know, church at home, you know, you'd sing, you'd sing songs and, you know, play instruments. I learned piano and violin since, you know, from age six. And we'd always be singing songs at church from, you know, age two, three, whatever it was. Um, so you, you just grow up in an environment where people are musical, you know. Yeah, I get it. So you're almost saying it's just in your blood. Mm. And then actually, and it almost kind of brings me on to black people and dancing, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Apparently we are just good dancers, but then why white people not? <laughs> just gonna throw that in a mix. Have you... <laughs> you, you can't dance, are you? No, that's true. I mean, that's, hey fam, don't put me on blast like that. There's too much in me. I've been brought up, to, I've been brought up in the UK, too British. No, I'm kidding, I'm um, kidding. But no, that's always an interesting concept about just it being in your blood and you know, just, but yeah, it's not a, or it's never seen as a professional pursuit. Mm. But so what was the catalyst like? Obviously, I know you did computer science, but was there anything that you went, you know what, I have to make this work music-wise? Was there like, is there a story? There's been a few of those moments over the past few years. Um, One of them was going away and doing an industrial placement at a software firm. 
and I found it absolutely mind-numbing. Right. I was so, so bored at work. And what used to get me through it was having my music collection with me. I used to bring my hard drive to work. I know, okay. It's like 20,000 songs, plug in, headphones in, quote-unquote work, whilst <laughs> listening to music. Um, and then I would go home in the evenings and just make beats and beats until I was so tired and fall asleep. Um, and that was one of those things that cemented in my mind that I couldn't be stuck in an office working for someone else when actually I had the, all this creativity and all this passion for music in me. Yeah. Um, I think what's interesting there, if I can interject one more, sorry. Um, mm. Many people mm. believe they're creative. Many people believe, you know, that they're musical to mm. a degree mm. or, you know, and with technology, the rise of like being able to do it without actually having to learn music itself, mm. like mm. produce beats, there's there's increase, increase I guess, um, Competition. Yeah, yeah, right? I agree, I agree. So I guess this then brings us into the sort of, like, the challenges, like, how do you make a name for yourself? How do you personally get paid to be a professional musician? Well, mm. professional, well, yeah, a professional musician. How? It, it, it's a huge challenge. Um, and it's a debate that musicians and artists and creators will always have. I think that there's almost necessarily a contradiction between being a, a fantastic artist and being someone who's smart business-wise and who gets money, you know, ah. to, to quote 50 Cent. Okay. You know, and even to quote him as well, like, I don't necessarily think he's the most talented, but he has a certain bullishness in business, which has meant that he's become incredibly successful. And I think we all know that he's probably made more money from his vitamin water investment mm. than he did from his music. So even then, it's difficult. But I think the challenge... Uh, the, the challenge that I've faced and the way that I've kind of tried to play it out is to network, network, network. You know, surround yourself by people who are passionate about other things and, and passionate about your music, but who can bring other things to the table. Right. So as a collective force, you've almost got all the bases covered. You've got someone doing the artwork, someone doing the mixing, someone doing the mastering, someone doing the writing, someone doing the producing. And it just comes together. It's an undeniable product. Um, yeah, you need people in your corner. Um, you also, you have to stick at it, I think. You know, you don't want to be, you can be a flash in the pan, you can be a one-hit wonder, but I think that's a very slim chance of success. Yeah, and also it almost seems a bit as if you don't really want it as <laughs> well, as one. You know, you just wanted that one hit and you're happy with, I guess, I think the accolades right. that come with it, the, the ego stroke. Yeah, yeah, and I think you're right. And I think that is it, that is it for some people. You look at things like X Factor, not everyone is like this, but... I think certain people go on these shows because they want the trappings that come with being famous as opposed to they actually want to be a musician. Mm. Um, and, you know, going back to my previous point, if you want to, if you dedicate your life to your craft, that isn't necessarily the most marketable thing. You know, you, you, we all have those kind of like crazy friends who, you know, they don't sleep for a week and they just lock themselves in a studio or, you know, or they're writing their book or whatever. And they come up with this amazing stuff, but perhaps they're not the best at relating to people or something like that, but you know they're incredibly gifted and focused at what they do. Whereas some of the people who perhaps make it into the lights, you know, they have the look, they have the sound, perhaps, but not necessarily the real stylistic substance. They don't dedicate themselves to that art. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think the challenge is to, to do dedicate yourself to your art, but have people around you who know the business side, be aware of the business side of things, and work out how you can connect to your audience, which I think is... 
is important in any type of business. Just be aware who's my audience, who's my customer base, and how do I connect to them? How do I sell to them? How do I offer them things that they're willing to exchange money for? Okay, well, can I can I make it contextual, specific to you? Okay. How do you do it? I mean, how was? Do you remember your first, I guess, paid gig? <laughs> you know, for you to officially turn it to professional because you've been paid to do it. Um, I've I've done all kinds of paid gigs, and I didn't really think of it as a big deal. Um, okay. Probably think of it more as a big deal now. But back at university, um, I went to York University, and it was a very white university, very, I guess, middle class, quite hippie, quite intellectual. Not that much R and B and hip hop going on, and when yeah. I say not that much, I mean None. zero. <laughs> yeah. um, so we, when we got to university, and this is like two thousand and two, I think it was. Are you aging yourself? Yeah. Well, I'm just 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 going out there with it. Um, we were like, this has to this has to stop. So we started um, a hip hop and R and B. So me and give my me friends, yeah, me and my friends. So one of my best mates, Dan. Everard, um, and some guys called, who else was there? Ben Goddard. Um, Alex, Were they all black? Uh, not all of them black. Okay. Alex Gledhill, um, Michael Edwards, MJ. Um, so we started a hip hop and R&B society. And some of, some of the guys would be focused on liaising with the colleges and the universities to find us like venues. Um, and then me and Dan and Alex and Ben, we'd be the DJs. Right. And like as a collective, we used to throw our own events. And after the first two or three, we started to make a profit. And because it's a university society, it wasn't profit for us, but it was like actually showing us, hey, you can make some money from this. And that's what kind of kicked off my DJ career. Right. Um, and then in terms of producing and writing songs, I, I've done it for fun as long, you know, for like well, since I was 14, 15. And it was only kind of post-university, you know, I was already DJing for money, um, that I started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. To think, hang on, I want to be more known as a DJ, and that means I need to write more records. So I just worked, worked, worked on it. And the last couple of years, I decided to take it seriously. It was like, hang on, I want to make this a career. 
I've been talking about it for so long yeah. and I just started to put adverts out there. You know, I used sites like Gumtree, I used Google okay. AdWords. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Started um started my you know, got my little website going, um and, and just tried to advertise, hey, I'm a producer and just started calling myself producer. I'm a producer, I charge this amount and yeah, I'm gonna meet you, see if we click and you know, maybe we'll work together. And that's like literally the last I'd say three, four years, started to get paid you know, actually as a client and a producer, right. getting paid to produce four people as opposed to, to gig or to DJ or some of that other stuff. That's phenomenal. But, okay, so your clients, do you tend to find that they are of a specific type? So mm, it's a whole range. I okay. mean, I think if you're starting out, Gumtree is great, but we all know that Gumtree is people looking for bargains, so you're perhaps not going to find the most lucrative clients on there. Um, but it gives you a taste. I think, um, you know, one and of I think that's quite important, actually, yeah. if you think about it, just starting, exactly. regardless of the actual price. If you can get paid, yeah. then you know that you can always increase your rates exactly. further down the line, so long as you provide, I guess, value. Yeah, I agree. Provide value. Yeah. Um, I think it's a psychological barrier as well, because so many people in this industry, they do work for a favour, or for mates, or for jokes, or as a hobby. And once you take that step and actually get paid, it switches your brain a little bit. You're like, hang on, I can actually make this a career. And my skills and my time and my resources have value. Yeah. I think that's important. Oh, 100%, 100%. Hey guys, before we return to the episode, I just wanted to say I appreciate you listening. And if you'd like to get involved, then please visit www.blackticulate.com for more information. Now let's get back to the episode. So, okay. Someone who wants to start, I know you said network, network, mm-hmm. right? Immerse yourself mm-hmm. in just basically finding people who can bring to the table something you can't. Yeah, yeah. Right? But can you, I mean, I guess you can always do anything. Should you do it alone? I would say no. Okay. That's my personal opinion. And that is based on the fact that I do a lot of things. And I've seen how difficult and stressful it can be to be juggling that much at once. And I think it, it, it makes it more difficult for you to dedicate yourself to your craft. And it also makes it more difficult for you to kind of live your the rest of your life, to relax, to take time off. Okay. You know, I experienced you know, recently going on holiday. Um, I was meant to go away for two weeks, but I had a song that I had to finish. And I was determined to do as much of it myself as possible. It meant that for a week of the holiday, I was stressed because oh, no. I was mixing, I was writing, I was going back and forth with the client, and eventually, I outsourced it, paid some people. They they delivered incredibly, and it was done. And I could actually just be sitting back, enjoying the sunshine, whilst they were working away on it. Pulled it all together, sent it off to the client. He was really happy. So, yeah, no, I mean that, that's a great story. In order to be able to. I think there's a proverb, I'm going to say African because I'm pro, I'm pro black, but where it's like, you know, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. I agree. I agree. So yeah, it is all about bringing it. Okay. So any, uh, I mean, give me some, give me some other gems in terms of what to, what to do in order to be a professional, not musician, but producer. Let's put that hat on. Okay. Producer. Because I think you use like softwares like Logic Pro. Yep. Um, Any others? I started off on, oh wow, this show definitely showed my age. <laughs> uh, Reason and Rebirth back in the day, then Fruity Loops when it was called Fruity Loops, it's now FL Studio. So I learned all of those. And I can, you know, if I if spend an hour or two with them, I'll get really familiar. Ableton, 
I, I, I love because it's warping. It's uh, the way that it deals with material music that is um, has different um, def different tempos. Um, so I love Ableton for that. Also for live performances, I've used Ableton and as, as you know for solo stuff and as part of a group. Um, well, what's the best ones out there? Because it seems like there's a plethora of platforms. But I mean, particularly for someone who is just starting and doesn't, you know, that individual is going to be used, looking at YouTube's, you know, tutorials. Oh, so I, I don't know. I mean, is that is that a really difficult question? It, it, it's 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 difficult because it's really subjective. Yeah, it's okay. like saying what's the best mobile phone. You know, uh, okay. a lot of people might say iPhone, but for some people it just doesn't make sense. Mm. Or perhaps the apps that they want aren't available. Um, you know, we were trying to do something early and I was like, okay, you could do it in Logic, but it's perhaps not quite as precise or straightforward as you might want it to be. Mm. So I think it's almost play around with them. Um, what's available to you as well, because they're all different price points and a lot of people pirate software, which I did at first. And I got to a point where I was like, hang on, my mindset is I want to make some money from this. Let me give the money to the people who've created this product and expect that people will give money to me for um, the work that I'm going to do. Yeah. So I bought FL Studio, um, you know, used that for years and years, and then moved on to Logic when I got a Mac. Right. Um, and again, paid for it, and I've got you know, and now I've got Pro Tools, and yeah, I love them all for different things. Um, right. So now I guess I'm going to just bring it almost. I'm going to give you free reign. Okay. Literally, if there's anything I haven't asked you that you think is really quite important to um <clears throat> to let people know in terms of to do what it is you do. Okay, cool. I would say that um, be dedicated to what you do, but also remember that you're a business, and we touched on this earlier. Yeah. Um, and for me, businesses all have kind of three basic concepts that you need to have covered if you're going to make money. One is figure out a product or service that you can provide for less money than it creates. Well, for, you, can, you can provide at a price which is higher than the, the price that it costs you to produce or get this thing. Yes, so it will be profitable. Yeah, sense. exactly. So that's your first challenge. And obviously as a producer, that's fine because generally, you know, you don't... To sit at your computer doesn't cost you money, really, mm -hmm. right? Or to sit in, in your studio, hopefully it doesn't cost you too much. And then you can sell it on for a profit, as you said. The next thing is to find the people who are interested in what it is that you're doing or selling. Okay, so that's what we talked about advertising. Yeah. Um, but it could be word of mouth, it could be cards. There's so many network of, of events in London. Um, I've been to in the last three, four months, I've been to Musical Geisha, um, which is called the Ultimate Networking um, Event. You need an invite. Um, so yeah, you know, I don't know how people can get in touch, but yeah, I can I can hook you up with an invite. Yes, guys, we'll put down the show notes as always. Cool. Um, there's Notting Hill um, Publishing, who basically Notting Hill Publishing are based in a studio in West London, <laughs> surprisingly. <laughs> um, but they they do a networking event at I think it was last at Tile Yard Studios in uh, Kings Cross or possibly Strong Room in Shoreditch. And basically, it's just a free-for-all where you've got big-name producers, people who are constantly in the charts, along with a lot of up-and-coming and aspiring people just coming together and just meeting. Hey, I'm a producer. Hey, I'm a singer. What do you do? What can I have your card? I do yeah. a website. Um, so that is one way to get clients and to meet people. Once you've got the getting clients bit down, the next bit is that's incredibly important. You've already got a profitable product. You've found the people that, um, who are interested in it is figure out a way to... to 
you know, for, to exchange the music for the money. Um, and that's a bit where some people fall down. They're like, oh yeah, I'll meet these people, I'll work with them, but we'll never do any contracts, we'll never agree any rates. And that's where you can shoot yourself in the foot and be working for years and years and never get paid. You know, for some people they get lucky and, yeah. you know, oh, their song blows up and someone takes care of the business side of things for them. But if you're not aware of the contracts and business side, then please read up on the internet, just Google contracts for producers, con you know, all that kind of stuff, where you need to register your music, whether you need to be part of a society, whether you need insurance, all these kind of things. Get that side handled, make sure that you know how you can, someone can pay you, whether it's PayPal, online, whatever it is. Um, and if you get those three things handled, you can make money as a music producer. In pretty much good stead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Man, so. that, that's phenomenal. I mean, geez, guys, I always say this with all the guests I have on, but talk about gems. <laughs> um, so what's next for you? Because I almost want to do with this, I'm, I'm starting to try and build not only my network, but I want to be able to touch back in six months and almost keep you accountable no, for, that's for, good. for your goals. That's so really good. What is next for Kara? Um, to make more money from music, so to, to actually live everything I've just said, because I, obviously I know the theory and I do it sometimes, but I think it's the commitment and the consistency which is really important. Mm -hmm. um, this year, one of my acts that I'm, I'm working with, Mickey Lightfoot, we've, we've had some tracks from Radio 1, and we are, we've put a couple of EPs out, we've got more to come, and hopefully drop an album towards June or so. Amazing. Um, and then start again hitting up the festival circuit to do some more festivals again. That'd be really cool. Um, working on another project with my friend Esther, it's called Delphi, and again, we want to perform, get our music out there, and, and build a fan base for ourselves there. Um, the other gem that I'll throw in at this point Please. is that uh, email marketing is super, super important. Like We spend a lot of time on social media and on building websites. But ultimately, your your conversion rate, as in the number of people who are going to pay attention to what you're talking about, is so much higher if they've given you their email address already. Yeah, it's like them giving you the keys to the door. Exactly, exactly. So they've, don't be a stranger. Don't be a stranger. Get to know. You know, ask questions, provide useful content. You know, kind of like what we're doing here. Give people stuff they want to pay attention to. Let them into your world. Get into their world. Build a relationship that way. And we all know that you know if you've got a mate who's who who creates art or clothing or writes books, you're so much more likely to read the, their book than just some random person. Mm -hmm. So if you've already got that relationship with someone that you've mm -hmm. built over email and so on. You've invested some time. Exactly. So how can we help you since we're, since we're on this? <laughs> um, I'm building... Put it out there. Yeah, I mean, a, like your website, your a, social platforms and how we can help. Okay, so akaraetta.com. Um, how spelling that? A-K-A-R-A-E-T-T-E-H.com um, that I'm building that and that redirects to everything that I'm doing. I'm also on SoundCloud, on Facebook. Um, so SoundCloud is Akara Etta as well. Um, Twitter, Akara Etta, so that's E-double-T. Um, same on Instagram. Um, but yeah, ultimately I'm practicing what I preach and building AkaraEtta.com just to solely get people involved on the email side of things and then just giving you a little story of my life, my background, some of the stuff we've talked about and my journey from day dot to now. Um, yeah, so that's, yeah. that's me. And people, please check it out. And I'd love to hear from other people who are creative and are doing their thing musically and you know, who perhaps are interested in doing some of the things that I've done or seeing some of the places that I've seen playing at, some of the places I've played at, you know, jazz cafe, roundhouse, like all these kind of places. Um, 
Yeah, I'll be really in touch, guys. Jeez, yeah. if you don't get in touch, you're mad. Um, <laughs> Akara, this has been a pleasure, an absolute pleasure. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, guys, once again, thanks for listening to another episode of Black Ticulate. Do get in touch, subscribe to us, you know, on iTunes, the usual channels. And uh, yeah, stay tuned for the next episode. Guys, take care. Peace. I want to personally thank our sound editor, Chris Reese, and I'd like to thank you guys for listening. For more episodes and how you can get involved, please visit www.lacticulate.com and also follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. This has been another episode of Lacticulate, Lack Stories, Positive Actions. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.